Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. Woo! It is Britpop <laughs> August. This week, it's Spice World. Do you have any history I mean, with this, by the way? I've seen it before. I couldn't tell you at what age or like space right. because honestly this movie and the next movie that we're going to watch have a similar <laughs> energy and that is mm-hmm. it's really weird <laughs> so <laughs> I just I've and I've I've watched both of them at some point right. in my life but there is just no right. context I could not grab when it happened um <laughs> I also, I remember watching it as a kid. Um, I'd gone to someone's house, and by someone I mean like one of my parents' friends, and um, watched that and Batman Forever as a double bill for some reason. And it's like (laughs) stuck in my brain that I watched those two movies together. Um, but yeah, I've only ever seen it the one time. Um, so this was like a whole trip of like, what is happening? <laughs> and also, to be fair, the reason why they probably have a several energy is because the same group of people were involved in it. Specifically speaking about you, Ken Fuller. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, I guess there's nothing but to get into it if I can yeah man Um, (laughs) and I will preface this by saying this is another one of those movies that I I watched um, in very low quality so (laughs) uh, it's hard enough it was hard enough to see and it was just real strange but so this was filmed in 1997 by the way Uh, (laughs) yes the film opens and it's the Spice Girls of course Um, we have like a little flash through of them individually and then we see that they're all singing on stage Um, I think it's Top of the Pops so it's, it's meant to be like establishing that this is set in the kind of reality that we are in um they're just performing yeah. uh i think it's too much they're all dressed in white too much na 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 and ah 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 da ah ah yeah <laughs> i by the way used to be a really big uh spice fan so oh you were yeah so the i was just like with all of the songs um, it was a fun time <laughs> <laughs> I didn't dislike them I, I, I liked their songs I just never like was like an active fan of theirs that's fair <laughs> every time I'm sorry I was just thinking of the Kanye West meme where it's like I like some of the Gaga songs <laughs> 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 
But what does she know about it? Well, what is it? Polaroid cameras? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a creative director of Polaroid. Oh, God. Uh, I was just like, I like some of their songs. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. Anyway, <laughs> distracted so early. But yes, so everyone's grooving at the top of the pops. We also get introduced to a few of the other side characters. We get introduced to um a film it's it's like they're, they're trying to shoot a documentary alan coming i don't remember his character's name but sure they're Neither like do I. <laughs> <laughs> shooting a pseudo documentary uh oh it's pierce cuthbertson smith jesus um but they're like <laughs> trying to <laughs> shoot a pseudo documentary within the movie about the Spice Girls. I, I, I don't know if the girls are aware of it, how much yeah, or not. Because... I was like, is this authorized or not? Because like part of it feels like it isn't. <laughs> it just feels like they're stalking these women. <laughs> like, because the like there's several even... moments where they're not like interacting with them and it's like he's there. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I think later on we get to see like him actually speaking to the manager Clifford. So he, they actually have a conversation at at a time where he explains that he's trying to get like the truth of the Spice Girl. So right, but he never personally speaks to the Spice Girls about that situation. So I guess they just kind of yeah. accept that the cameras are there for whatever reason. Mm. Um, but yes, mentioning um, their manager Clifford, he's always on his phone. Bit character, very busy. Answers to, oh, I skipped over that Elton John. There's a lot of um, cameos, cameos, yeah, in this movie. <laughs> Elton John is there for a second, um, just to be there, I guess. But yeah. the girls also are these these girls are so chaotic. Like there's their energy is just like at a hundred all the time, and they're all always yeah. talking over each other, and it's just like mm-hmm. it's anxiety inducing. I'm like, oh wow, I don't know if I could personally work with <laughs> this group of women every day. That seems like a lot for me. But the girls are heading through the back. They pass by the the filming crew who are down the wrong hallway, um, led by their manager, who says that all of the fans are around the front, but when they actually exit to the back, you can see that there's like cordon off rows of fans ready to greet them as they make their way to the Mm -hmm. bus. And they're signing autographs and doing all of the things that you expect pop stars to do they get in the bus and they roll away and then we actually get to like i guess see how the girls are but again it's Mm -hmm. like a caricature of their roles in the group yeah so i yeah i doubt it's like actually them again 100 percent doubt it yeah (laughs) because it's like they're they have one trait each they all get to have one trait Baby Spice is the one that's cute and can get away with a lot of shit. Um, Sporty Spice is the one that's always doing sports and wearing like sports clothes. 
Scary Spice is black. Uh, Posh is <laughs> like very. <laughs> like, I mean, it's true. Tell me, it's true, right? Right. And, okay, Posh is like very like uppity and like fashion forward, which like I kind of believe for Victoria. Um, and mm-hmm. Jerry is the feminist who is constantly saying stuff. There's one line she says later at one point where she's like, blah, 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 girl power, feminism, you know what I mean? And I was like, what? <laughs> but that's not, that's not, but think. that's her character to be in, like, a, in a nutshell. I think it's, it's meant to be like more satire. Yeah, but because we never like break out of it, I I never know like like it's it's always just a joke. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, actually, that blah 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 feminism uh, thing is said when they are on stage announcing that they have a Royal Albert Hall performance to do soon, and then. After that announcement, we cut to a set of movie directors who want to make a film about the Spice Girls. Yeah, but we're this in movie the gets Spice so Girls. like convoluted. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so meta. It's like happening and not happening at the same time. A lot is ha- it's just very chaotic energy. And I'm like, Kim Fuller, like please let us in on your vision. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. And and then so these two <laughs> I, I I can't remember specifically what the line is, but the there's one of them that goes so the movie is The Spice Girls and they're on stage and they're like, great, we'll pitch it tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yep. I was like uh, oh my God. So, and then I think we also at the same time see that their manager, Clifford, they have another manager. Um, mm-hmm. What's her name? Deborah. She's like an assistant. But Clifford is answering to Chief, who is the head of the girls' record label. But he always speaks in like these really cryptic sentences, and Clifford <laughs> is just left to like interpret whatever that means. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay. I was watching this movie, and I was like, am I tired? Am I just confused? Because <laughs> it's about 10 minutes in and I did not understand what was happening. I was convinced. Anything. I was just yep. like, maybe I'm too sleepy to watch this or something because it's not. Come to find, it's just not me. <laughs> it's not meant to make <laughs> sense at all. Yep. So, oh man. Um, but the girls go to practice. Um, in the space in the in the Royal Albert Hall, the song that they're going to that they're practicing is "Say You'll Be There." Say you'll be there, yeah. I'm giving you everything. Na 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 na
na na na say you'll be there or something like that <laughs> <laughs> but so we actually get like them starting to starting to practice but then they kind of stop they're interrupted because their friend uh, Nicola who is pregnant arrives and all of the girls oh, just immediately and, and just as they stop um, singing uh, Clifford says this is perfect wait what this is perfect without being any good and I was like <laughs> What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) When Nicola arrives, she's just a regular person. I think um, she was their friend before they got famous. And now she's like pregnant, having a kid. So they're all like fawning over her. The the documentary crew is like trying to get all up in their business. And Pasha's like no cameras please i love seeing posh like because like i <laughs> she's always felt like an enigma to me and it's just like so <laughs> lovely seeing her like talk <laughs> like yeah it's just like have a character it's so fun um and she's like very i don't know i think she's pretty pretty funny i like her yeah i, I think she's funny uh all of them are kind like more than others but I think because like Posh comes across as like so stoic outside mm. the fact that she like has lines and things that it, it stands out for her and like her character is very set like in yeah. everything in, in every moment um, oh it's so good she's so like if you're watching it for anything watch for Posh <laughs> the documentary crew is there um Clifford is talking to the Hollywood guys um, who continually, like, through line, I think we see them pitch, like, three different versions of films that they want to try to star the Spice Girls in. The one that I remember most, apart from the pitch at the end, is the spy version mostly because posh had that like ponytail that's just like (laughs) classic bond i was like oh that's Mm -hmm. a look i guess we didn't i don't know if this is before or i think it was when we first meet them when they're like kind of lamenting having one character trait each and it's like Mm -hmm. you know like i'm not you know i don't want to be sporty all the time i don't want to be so and so all the time and like but still reinforce those same things within that scene where like um yeah Pasha's like yeah I'm not like all about image all the time anyways what dress should I wear this one or this one and they're like oh I don't know the little black dress or the other little black dress or it's like the little Gucci dress and yeah um she's like yeah but what do I wear and baby spice is like the little Gucci dress and she's like oh, that's a great idea and I'm like what <laughs> Okay. And like Scary Spice is like the original Cheetah Girl. You yes, actually. Wait, no. Right? Do you think that the Cheetah Girls like took inspiration from Scary Spice? Specifically Scary Spice. Specifically you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't Spice. super I wouldn't doubt it if I'm being honest. Cuz like they almost exclusively wear 
um, leopard print, which is like not cheetah, but whatever. We we move. <laughs> it was pointed out that the cheetah girls don't wear cheetah print, so it's fine. Yeah, they don't. They never. <laughs> they've never wore cheetah print. <laughs> leopard. I think what, what was it? It was a TikTok. He went like leopard, 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 tiger, leopard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the entirety of um, Scary Spices like wardrobe, um, and she's always having like a bantu knot or two happening. Mm-hmm. There's one moment where she's just, like, wearing, like, a fucking, like, just, like, a kente cloth. I'm like, what the, what is, why can't they, okay. (laughs) Go off, I guess. Oh, my God. In the photo shoot when she's at, okay, we're going to get to it in a second. Um, We'll get there. After this, we see these newspaper um, publishers, I guess. And one of them is just so frustrated that a spice mm. the spice girls are always on the front page and just wants them to get taken down somehow it's just like so sick of seeing them like they can't be like these perfect little people like all this success so they have to like conspire to like find things that are going to take down yeah. the spice girls very oh, much that um spider-man J. Jonah Jameson yeah yeah J. Jonah I'm looking at the, the scene for the newspaper right now and it starts raining inside the office but just over <laughs> one of the guys I was like yeah I what but then I remember I'm sorry if y'all are listening to this and you're like feeling like nothing's like we're not making sense I promise you, this is just the movie. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're the movie waiting make sense. for a plot, you're gonna keep waiting. <laughs> you're I'm never gonna you. get it. <laughs> Not this time. We continue to cut between scenes of the girls on the bus as they travel to and from uh, different events, and so we get to see like, little interactions with them. We see, um, like, Ginger and scary playing chess I can't keep up with the flashback sequences um but I think <laughs> the next main bit is the <laughs> they have like these little like fake flashback sequences that like are little dream sequences for the girls and I just watch the yeah. movie like I'm not gonna <laughs> there's no way to yeah to, there's to like truly. one where they have like a full-on Poirot thing this is when they're telling yeah. baby spikes that she can get away with anything and it's like yeah this like Poirot type character mustache and French accent and everything being like and the murderer was and then baby spice just smiles and um he's like Point someone else. Points at someone else. It was implying that she could get away with it. I thought it no. looked like him. I love him. But yes. <laughs> yeah. He he was the poirot. He was the poirot. Poirot in that sequence. <laughs> I can I can do it. I swear. Um. After that sequence is the photo shoot, and the girls are like 
they're all doing their poses but then they get bored and decide like oh we're just gonna dress up like however we want actually and so they go through like a few iterations um different it's kind of like a makeup montage like a makeover montage but not really like a shopping montage but not really yeah and and I, i i love that they go through like a bunch of the ladies and then they just randomly put scary spice in like the random african outfit yeah like just you know she's black we can put her in like the print and like the spear and she's scary that makes sense yeah (sighs) yeah and then i try to remember that it was 1997 (laughs) still wasn't fine yep and then they do like a clothes swap where they pretend to be each other in in their uniforms which is cute the girls then head to a party where there are more celebrity cameos I am not going to try and list them off because I don't know them all (laughs) (laughs) the the camera pseudo documentary crew is trying to get in run into um, the girl's friend Nicola who has a spare ticket and enables them to get inside Nicola meets up with the girls and she doesn't actually get to spend a lot of time with them because the girls have to do an interview and also like later on in the same scene, the 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 camera person is like asking the girls like random things, and Jerry shouts down like, "Is the Pope Catholic?" And the creepy photographer <laughs> who's been stalking them like completely takes her words out of context, which doesn't make any sense because I feel like that's a well-known phrase, but it offends the Roman Catholic Church and the Vatican and so and so they're like of course the Pope is Catholic otherwise yeah. he wouldn't have been Pope and you know the, the headline is like I don't know the, the something church along is the lines like, at, the, at the Spice Girls yeah. I mean something along the lines of like the Spice Girls question whether or not the Pope is Catholic or like the validity of the Pope's you know religion or whatever the girls I think then have to like go to Milan to try to make like peace with Italy (laughs) and in Milan they have a performance to do but at the rehearsal the I guess stage director decides to put some men on who are wearing like next to nothing (laughs) and Clifford Blessing is just like what is this like what actually is happening with all of, because this is not <laughs> and the director like no this is good this is fine it's like no absolutely not yeah. <laughs> this is not the performance these these men in sailing hats and tighty whities no <laughs> um eventually they come to a compromise with the performance and it looks like the men are fully dressed but instead they're just assless 
Um, this looks like oh, a, this looks like um, Akira Davenport's outfit as Prince on Drag Race All Stars Six, season six. That's happening right now. Um, like a few episodes ago, they did like Super Bowl halftime performances type thing, and like Prince um, Akira as Prince had this like purple suit with like just like the ass cut out <laughs> so basically this <laughs> i'm pretty sure prince had a prince did have an assless suit didn't he yeah no i remember i think there was like i'm not gonna think about this too much this is a distraction um <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we're back on the bus the girls head back to london they're back on the bus um i think some or all of them need to use the bathroom but they're in the middle of nowhere so the bus stops they get off the bus they head out into the woods aliens descend (laughs) to ask for tickets to the (laughs) (laughs) yeah to ask for tickets to the Royal Albert Hall concert, but they're sold out, of course, you know. But they take a picture with the Spice Girls. <sighs> Jerry kisses they, one of them. The they p- like sign some yep. autograph of some kind. Um, somewhere in the middle of this, uh, this is where the um, Clifford's like why do we like why don't we have like our work, working toilets and blah 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 and the driver's like dude like it's hard to get a plumber anyways but like on a moving bus like chances are lower and Clifford's like why don't you fix it and then the uh, driver who is Meatloaf is like I love those girls and I'll do anything for them but I won't do that and that's when I knew <laughs> I was like ah yes Meatloaf okay got it <laughs> That totally missed me by. I think I was still reeling from the aliens. <laughs> um, Fair. So after the aliens, another cryptic call from Chief, and then the girls get into an argument with Clifford about um, their free. I think they just want to go off and do some stuff. I'm not entirely sure. I remember what it was. They want a break, but, basically. They're like, yes. we need a, a breather from everything. Um, and Clifford's like, okay, yeah, sure. And then speaks to the like record label guy and he's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, <laughs> girls. And they're like, well, okay. And then they leave. <laughs> But they leave, they go to um, their dance boot camp, which is like a literal kind of boot camp, but not really, because like the person who instruct- is instructing them is quite camp um, in his little white mm-hmm. booties, like full uniform white booties, um, showing them how to salsa a little bit. Um, I mean, it's, and then they... it's really just the cha-cha because they're going one, two, cha-cha-cha, <laughs> two, two, cha-cha-cha. Um, it was like very like um, torero, like uh, arm movements, like ole, kind of those movements. 
Um, also, he's mm-hmm. just like randomly saying "sitenu" and like "jete parvure." Like, okay, relax. <laughs> Afterwards, the girls get into "quote unquote" uniform, which is like vague uh, arm gear, except for Victoria Posh, who is in a camel who's dress. Who's in a dress and, and heels. heels. This is one of my favorite moments of hers. <laughs> They're doing like an obstacle course. She absolutely refuses mm-hmm. to do any of it. He just walks by <laughs> and so good. Like she does the tires in the beginning and it's just like, okay, that's enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are like tons of songs that are just happening in like montage moments. Like there's mm-hmm. like, na, 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 na. and then there's like, um, the Saturday night, like get down, get deeper down, get down, get deeper down, and then there's stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a human touch, and uh, I need someone I can never need a love before uh, to become one. <laughs> essentially, um, yeah. There's tons of of their songs that are happening underneath of like moments. Um, which is fun, but also I'm like, sing them. I want you see, to see you sing them. <laughs> but I can't go back and make them. So. so the girls end up spending a night in this like big old haunted house. I can't remember for why. But the creeper photographer is in the house and all of the girls' sixth sense causes them to wake up. Um, so they all <laughs> they all gather in this one room and talk about like a nightmare that they had where they like lose their head can't sing you know like just a fear that they might not be able to mm-hmm. like do the best um, at this at this Albert Hall performance and the guy is under their bed like fucking boogeyman and mm-hmm. he is taking notes and then the next thing that's published is like scaredy spice girls terror of concert and it's like bruh you're you're literally stalking them to get like the most nothing stories but nothing is happening (laughs) (laughs) absolutely nothing is wrong of course they're afraid of that but anyway so (laughs) clifford is understandably frustrated Right, to have all of this seemingly negative press before their big concert the girls kind of just are eh about it they don't really seem to care too much they just kind of take it in stride they have a meets and greet kind of situation with some lucky pair of kids they get to come on the bus with them and go across London but the girls are really just wanting to escape it all and be spontaneous and this is where I was like mm, mm, <laughs> you're kind of wrong for this one because <laughs> it's fun it's fine to be fun and spontaneous but health and safety <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure the consent was given for these children to go on a bus ride with you but then you decide to take off in the middle of traffic because you see like a little boat out there in the water. Don't know who the boat belongs to, but the keys are there apparently for you to drive it off. 
and you take these two small children out on this boat with you. I don't know who said you could drive. Well, no, they have a driver, but they just run off onto a boat, and Clifford and Deborah are just like, okay, what? And give pursuit. Dennis, the bus driver, is like, we're on the I, we're on the highway. We can't. Yeah. The pseudo documentary team managed to get a little dinghy of their own, um, tugboat kind of situation and head out after the girls, but it's moving at like two miles an hour. And the girls are going fine. They're just speeding about, having fun, but there's a log. There's a log in the water and the driver doesn't see it until it's almost too late. So he turns and the boat leans and it cascades the two small children and Posh Spice out into the water. (laughs) They're wearing life jackets, so it's not so bad, but that could have been really bad. (laughs) Sporty jumps in after them, I guess to help. I mean, they kind of make it back to the boat anyway. Alan Cummings' character gets tossed out of his boat as well on accident. But yeah, no, the girls come back onto uh, onto the boat, onto dry land. The kids are like, can we do this again? No. Never. And mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> the creeper is underwater there getting the article details. And the next TV headline is, boat drama, there's like the Spice Girls endangering the lives of two children. It's like, oh, that is actually Which is like the yeah. That's the that's the most <laughs> accurate and like not nothing story that they've published yeah. about the Spice Girls. With that bad headline, Clifford goes to see the girls as they're like in the Albert Hall preparing. I think the show is the next day now. Um, so they're at like the final rehearsal and they get into an argument they they get into it's it's a weird kind of argument because it's not they're not really saying anything they're all telling each other to stop talking about the thing they're talking about I was just so confused because people start storming off because they don't want to deal with the conversation but it's the lack of communication that is causing the issue. So they all just go off in their individual ways. And then Clifford is like so upset because now he thinks that he's going to cause the breakup of the Spice Girls. And the truth is, I guess they all just wanted some freedoms. But, you know, it only takes a few to, to be like, yeah, we're not going to perform tomorrow then. And then everyone's like, wait, what? No, look what you've done. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that part of the script was a little weak for me. I mean, the, the, the script itself is weird. But, <laughs> you know, that argument there, just push up my glasses, that argument was a little weak in the writing terms for me. I couldn't really feel like their emotions um, about the situation. We've been having some buildup up to this point, but... For a climax, it wasn't really much of a climax for me personally. Anyway, <laughs> um, of course, Clifford hides this information from Chief because 
why would you tell him? But it gets back to the the tabloids who are just delighted, you know. The girls now in their respective homes um, that night are having like flashbacks to when they were just forming the group in this little, uh, was it a pub? Cafe? Bar? <laughs> cafe. It was a cafe kind of thing. They were eating. Um, but helmed by this guy named Barnaby. It it seemed very nice. And that's where they like gathered together and like showed off their like latest thing that they were working on just before they were going to be big, you know, and they sang the demo version of Wannabe. Yeah. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Friendship never ends. It was fun, just like randomly, just yo, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. But like, not the instrumental that we're used to. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it's the demo version. <laughs> they all, like, independent of each other, end up at the spot that Barnaby's used to be but it's not there anymore it's all like it's for let the space is for let and it's all postered up and so they go off um to the riverside to have a talk about things they all decide just like, like they'd sort of forgotten about their friend and mm-hmm. they're like let's take her clubbing yeah. While she's fully well, pregnant. Had, okay. <laughs> they'd forgotten about what was like important to them. I was trying to remember who the cameo was. It's it's Stephen Fry. <laughs> so Stephen um Fry and Lori are in the Spice Girls and I'm just pleased. <laughs> but yes, no. So they go off to get Nicola to take her clubbing. Um meanwhile, uh Clifford and Deborah are like having a heart to heart drinking in this pub. I think eventually Deborah makes the statement that's like, you know, this is the part where we go off for like one night of torrid passion, forgetting all our professionalism and just forget about it the next day. <laughs> and Clifford's like, well, I'm up for it if you are. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> Why? <laughs> ew. God. They needed and to shove in see... like a romance at least. I suppose. Anyway, <laughs> at the club. Um, you know, it's like it looks like a fantastic club. Like it's bumping. Like it, it's full of like drag artists. Um I I don't quite know where it's meant to be based on, but it looks great. Yeah. It looks fun. They're all dancing. I was like, oh, they're just at a fun little gay club. I love it for us. <laughs> and yeah. I think they're dancing to their own song, right? To like, who do you think you are? Na 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 na. So yeah, da 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 na. Yeah, they are yeah, dancing to their own song because like someone this this the the, the com- instrumental starts, which is like a type thing. And one of them is like, I love this song. And then another one is like, of course you do. We wrote it. And then they go down dancing. <laughs> it's a club um, a club remix. 
Yep, they're dancing, and then they look up and see that Nicola doesn't look fine. And of course she's not fine. She's having the baby now. So <laughs> they get they get her back on the bus. They tell Dennis to punch it and they go speeding off to the hospital. Um <laughs> Clifford is uh panicking because the girls are refusing to leave before um Nicola has had this baby. Because they're the godmothers. This was this was made notice yeah. of earlier, so they're gonna be there for her. Cl- Clifford's worries are not abated. Um, the baby is born. Emma notices that beyond the just when they're like all leaving in 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 the group that they tend to leave in, there is someone with a camera in the hospital, and they chase him down I think he gets like tripped by a gurney or something and it is of course the photographer um and then we find out kind of that this is also part of a meta plot that's being pitched by the Hollywood people um Mm -hmm. because they cut to them pitching to Clifford again whereas like the photographer has seen the era of his ways now and so, and Cl- Clifford is just like starting to eat this up because he's believing in this, yeah. And he's like, "Okay, so now the girls go rushing to the spice bus, but Dennis is nowhere to be seen. So Victoria takes charge, and she's driving. Um, and for some reason, then the girls end up on the roof, you know, and." They start to slip and fall, but they grab onto and, each and other. He's like, "Wait, and, what? Like, why? Why is that happening?" And they're like, "It's the rules." And I'm like, "Which rules? <laughs> where?" <laughs> then the girls manage to fall back into the bus, and they're coming up to Tower Bridge, but the 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 bridge is coming up. No, wait, there were nuns somewhere in this chase sequence. Um, <laughs> They had to they had to miss some driving nuns and then there's Tower Bridge, but the bridge is going up, so they have to hop over um the rising tower bridge and uh the They're like they, they don't have the budget for that, so they show a little toy. Couldn't get the words out. Um, which is why I think the toy bus would be very successful as a merchandising tool. Um, <laughs> but yes, they they jump over. Um, they manage to succeed, and then he's like, "But then they discover the bomb. What bomb?" And they open the hat. Jerry opens a hatch at the bottom, but there's like a ticking bomb underneath the bus. And Clifford's like, "No, wait, no, it's not Clifford. It's the other movie director." It's just like, "No," yeah. and grabs it by the throat. They've suffered enough. You hear me? I'm like, we can rewrite it. <laughs> um. So then he's like. Meanwhile, so, there's also like Clifford within the story, not the one that's being pitched to, but the one that's in the story is like very depressed and like angry at everybody because the girls are super late. 
and he's like <laughs> he's just gonna go onto the stage and hang himself and i'm like oh no we weren't Christopher, this is we so dramatic <laughs> we we were almost there um because to get there it had to be that the movie director picked up the girls were gonna come running around the hallway right now and they didn't and clifford was like you lied to me <laughs> I was like, he didn't. He's pitching a script. We don't actually... The thing is, because we're in this pseudo scene, we don't actually know if that was the truth of what happened between the girls <laughs> leaving the hospital and hospital. getting to the Royal yeah. Albert Hall. Like, if that was the... Yeah. If that was just a meta-analysis or if this just... A... Anyway, there are police because the girls were like disturbing the <laughs> disturbing the peace and um flying a bus and frightening the pigeons so i mean they could frighten all the pigeons they want <laughs> i don't really care um but emma who we have established previously gets away with everything smiles at the police officer and he lets them go so <laughs> Now is the moment yep. when Clifford is like, I'm just going to go on the stage. <laughs> Jesus, hang myself. Oh. But then, but and then. And Alan Cumming know, is like super excited about that prospect. It's like, ooh, yeah. yes, a dark turn. It's like my, my documentary will be fulfilled. Some satisfaction. Mm. Um, but then, like the movie director said, um, the movie exec said the girls come around the corner in excitement and I think Clifford said just before then the Spice Girls I hate them and they come around it's like I love the Spice Girls so much I love them I love them <laughs> um and then Alan Cumming is disappointed I say Alan Cumming his character is disappointed um that he won't have this fantastic end to his story the, the movie is ending and Clifford and Deborah have like another like conversation you know it's like so is our professionalism still intact kind of a thing like implying that they did something um, but there's no more development on that in the time that we and have like, because we have yeah because also Clifford's like saying how do you basically he's, he's like he wants to apologize but like he phrases it really weirdly um and she's like you mean you want to apologize and he's like yes that um and then i guess their professional relationship is intact and then the girls look on stage and they sing um spice, spice up your life I love it. Um, also, the bridge of the song, I always find it so weird because they're just naming dances, but there's like a bit where they're like, I hip hop the polka and like, no, I hip hop, I, I don't know. I don't even know because it's like, nonsensical i hip hop the polka and something the salsa and i'm like what does that even mean <laughs> shake it shake it shake it hi 
sakit 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 and then the movie ends <laughs> and then and we the have like a, a credit scene <laughs> yeah so it's like the film is still rolling but this is them as people not so as the actors not the characters that they're playing just just describing that they're playing characters um but the girls then come up to the camera and are like oh look at this one like snogging in the background <laughs> what happened to the the bomb on the bus it explodes um off screen yeah and they're like why are people why are you still watching like is like you're like that boring essentially and it's like girl this is my job <laughs> that's why i'm still watching <laughs> so fun so nonsensical um i also love there's a scene where the baby's being born and one of the nurses is leaving and they're like oh where are you going and she's like to the spice girls concert hope to see you there to the spice girls and I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god, what a mess. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, and then that's it. <laughs> so that was the movie. Now we'll get into our ratings. Um, classically, as we do, we have our three sections. So starting off with music slash choreography. There wasn't really choreography in this movie, apart from the cha-cha. Um... Mm-hmm. And those little fist bumps that they did um, occasionally. But <laughs> music, <laughs> on the other hand, I mean, so this, similar to the Elton John musical, is made up specifically of songs of that artist, and it's about that artist. So, um, so it's not necessarily jukebox, but the Elton John movie I'm, I'm, I bring him up because he was in this movie and so my mind has now <laughs> intrinsically linked them together um, fair but but those songs were tended to be themed towards what was happening at the moment whereas this happened somewhat in Spice World but it tended to be more of the background songs that were doing that mm-hmm. kind of effort to be linked into the scene, not so much what they were singing in the foreground. And I, I, I take what they're actively singing um, as um, of a higher importance uh, as opposed to what they just have in the background. Um, yeah. Saying all that to say, uh, that's that's plot stuff. This is about the actual music, and it's great. <laughs> I, I I I like the Spice Girls uh, songs. Oh no, the meme has come back. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but yeah, no the the Spice Girls songs classically. If you're a fan of like late nineties pop. Um, then you would have to know and have grown up with the Spice Girls so mm-hmm. th- there's not a whole lot for me to say apart from they didn't do like they didn't extensively change anything they were giving us the songs that we expected them to give um, 
Mm. And and they did that. So I guess music gets uh four. Yeah, I think a four is a good number. Um four point two five? No, four. Um out of uh four to five microphones. Microphones? Okay. Um so music alone, like not judging it as part of the movie in its entirety, I obviously have a huge appreciation for it. I'm a big, 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 big fan of like late nineties, early aughts pop. It's just so immaculate um and also i was born in 93 so like obviously that's like it was prime of me growing up music um and i really really like it i just i think and this probably will i'll probably elaborate a little bit like i I think they could have used it a little bit more effectively but without you know getting into that and just judging the music on its own i definitely I definitely think a four is is the score. Four is the score. Four mm-hmm. microphones. Nice. Okay, so next is story. Um, there. <laughs> there wasn't one. Um. It, it, it's sort of like we open on the premise that these are the Spice Girls and the next show that they're going to perform at on a large scale is at the Royal Albert Hall and everything else that happens between those two moments is an acid trip. That would be <laughs> a more logical explanation than anything else happening in the it's such a there's no there's like okay what is the plot let me try to piece this together spice girls they're on stage yep they exist in the world as pop stars establishing <laughs> then <laughs> They have subplots involving a tabloid that wants to destroy them, movie directors trying to increase their fame, pseudo-documentary, I keep saying pseudo because I don't believe it's a real documentary, a documentary (laughs) team trying to capture the real them while they play caricatures of themselves. Um, meanwhile, they're getting frustrated with all of the fame, so they, um, (laughs) (laughs) they have an argument with their manager, and they decide to spend they, they decide to find like the truly important things which is loyalty and friendship 
um, and they're there for when their friend has their baby and they get to perform at the Royal Opera Hall and the aliens exist yeah. okay I'm sorry no <laughs> what <laughs> like I left out things and the things I left out would not make it any more clear in fact it would make it less clear what <laughs> and I fully understand that this is a comedy movie like there is no way that it would ever be serious but I felt like I was losing my mind anyway to give it a score um I'm gonna give it like a t- a t- uh, 2.75 I feel that that's generous but you know I'm a, I'm a <laughs> for a storyline alone 2.75 buses um, how about you okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I agree it's not really a story it's just a vin- bunch of vignettes of like these women being chaotic at any moment and chance that they get um there really isn't much else um which yeah it's yeah uh i <laughs> i think i'll just I, i'm gonna give it i don't want to give it a 2.5 2.5 story-wise <laughs> it's yeah uh it's a weird it's a it's a weird sequence of events um could, yeah i don't like i i honestly don't know what specifically they could have done to make this movie make sense they could have not you know they could have made a different movie they could have made a different <laughs> movie <laughs> They would have to have, yeah, they would have to have written a completely different narrative because, yeah, all of the stuff that's happened in this one feels like the core story itself wasn't long enough to make a movie. And the and so the rest of the stuff is kind of filler, which is like weird to have filler in a movie. And most mm-hmm. of the movie is filler. And yeah, it's it's. It's a horrendous mess, but um, so so fun to like switch your brain off and be like, okay, here I am. Here's the ride. Let's go. But yeah, <laughs> two point five buses. <laughs> I guess uh, now for overall enjoyment. I guess I enjoyed it. I don't know how I feel. Um, I didn't hate it, like, off the bat. Like, it's not like this is the worst movie ever. That's not what I'm thinking at all. Mm-hmm. But did I actively enjoy this? Not in the same kind of way that I actively enjoyed Mamma Mia. Like, not to that right. degree. But it was still funny. Um... And at no point was it ever trying to be serious. So it achieved its goals. Um, So I would say for overall enjoyment, um, 
I would give it three point five a three point five yeah three point five bombs okay um yeah I don't know if enjoy is really the word I was there right and I did find some (laughs) things funny I love I, I loved posh all the way um and like I didn't even like it's you know, it's not like I've ever said to myself, Posh is my favorite spice. No. Um, in fact, most of the time growing up, I liked um, I liked Emma. I liked baby spice because I was just that person. I wanted to be bubbles from the pop-up girls. So, like, that was just kind of mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. that I liked. Um, or the personality, I guess, that I liked. But I really just... Posh is like a standout to me and I loved it every moment of hers um, and it was funny and the music is great I think again like I said the music could have been used more effectively um, mm-hmm. to tell a story and it's really weird not weird but like it's kind of sad how like this, the Spice Girls have a pretty like nice discography like there's you could write a fairly good or decent movie with that discography. And it's been fumbled twice, like this movie and that freaking musical Viva Forever, which I did watch, by the way, on the West End when it came when it came out and everybody hated it. And the story was it was flimsy. It was fine, but like it wasn't good. It wasn't a good musical, which is neither here nor there and like it's weird because i was reading the reviews for it and like there are people like who are like yeah it's just that you know the spice girls discography isn't really good and i'm like "Mm, no (laughs) it's just that the people who are who are writing spice girls things just tended to not oh simon fuller uh kim's brother was actually one of the producers of that musical anyways um but yeah it's just that those who have been involved in writing a spice girls narrative or narrative that surrounds spice girl music have not really done a good job um and they could have because i genuinely do believe that their discography is decent enough and good enough to have a story that I would latch on to and be like this is great and I love it um either way I still enjoyed it whatever uh so uh I'll I'll give it I'll give it 3.5 bombs as well um I enjoyed it enough but I could easily just as easily have a good as much of a good time just by going on to Spotify and listening to their albums, so mm-hmm. that's that's my opinion. La 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 la. Now is the time for obsessions. <laughs> In the air, it's the time for obsessions. Shout it out, it's the time for obsessions. Ah, it's our obsessions time. <laughs> Yes, I did blue ball you all and not sing the chorus to spice up your life because I couldn't I couldn't think of anything. Anyways, this is the section of the music the musical. This is a section of the podcast where we 
talk about things that we liked and are obsessed with or just news that uh, is musical theater or theater related or musical related that, you know, we want to talk about. Um, I have, I think, three quick short ones. Uh, Thing one, Ben Platt's album came out today as of recording. I haven't listened to it yet, but it has come out. So just so you know, Reverie is here. You can go listen to it right now on Spotify, probably. Um, Thing two, I recently listened to a musical called Suddenly, and I quite liked it. I think there's a filmed, like the full filmed thing on YouTube. It's like very short, like half an hour long, I think. Um, And it's kind of like a story about like a girl and her mother and their kind of rocky relationship and you know they get into a situation where you know their lives are kind of threatened and they're sort of thinking about their relationship and really processing what the problem is and whatever and I think it's pretty decent it's called suddenly the the cast recording is on Spotify and the filmed the full filmed thing is on YouTube um thing three so i i have mentioned like twice before i think the cinderella musical starring camilla cabello and the very last time that i spoke about it i said this the i said that the trailer had come out i did not watch the trailer by the way when i talked about it i just i just said that it was out and i didn't really have intentions of watching it until someone sent it to me um but prior to that prior to seeing it i had the false uh assumption or understanding that it was a the rogers and hammerstein cinderella no 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 it is not actually after seeing the trailer it is actually like a quote original unquote cinderella um where she's like a girl boss and like has like a dress shop or something and also yeah. it is a jukebox musical for the most part and then there's like a couple of new songs i think and one of which was rhythm nation very weird i was just like huh but uh you know <laughs> it's yeah i i don't know if i'm gonna watch it but i just i needed to clear that up um that it's not rogers and hammerstein because i was like how are they gonna how are they gonna you know make a better rogers and hammerstein cinderella movie than the 90s brandy and whitney one like there's just like simply no way um and of course they aren't trying to do that of course um but yeah so that's happening (laughs) um uh there's probably no reason for me to watch it unless we cover it on the podcast so don't bet on me talking about it again i guess unless something (laughs) incredibly significant happens in that regard um yeah those are the three things also beanie feldstein is gonna be uh fanny bryce in the new uh funny girl coming out the revival thing happening on broadway which i love for her go off sis that's it so my thing isn't really an obsession it's more of just like a thing that exists um we hear um as uh, BIPOC individuals um, 
we are aware of the fact that there is underrepresentation of people of black and indigenous backgrounds um, in the theater more often. So the Tesley office and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I know we just talked about him in the last episode, but it was his month. It was his month. <laughs> so yeah. Um, they are partnering. They're launching a casting fellowship. It's a two-year full-time paid position. And you get to learn how to cast different things like plays and TV and musicals. And this is how it's going to be opening up um, the industry for artists of color um, and trying to just bettering the diversity options you know so Mm -hmm. i don't know how well it's gonna work um it's it's sort of a new initiative but i appreciate what they're doing uh you can read up more about it in other places because i am only partial news so Mm -hmm. i think that's all I wanted to share. Cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, we are TMMTMM Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. We have a Tumblr. We are Tommy More, Tommy More Podcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at Tommy More, Tommy More Podcast at gmail.com. And we have a Patreon patreon.com forward slash tmm podcast we also have playlists for songs that we like from each musical that we cover um playlists for each year that the musical musical podcast has existed you just search up tmm tmm podcast on spotify and you will find that if all of those links seemed a little bit too much for you just go on to our twitter or instagram and we have and you go onto our link in bio and it'll have all of the links that you would ever desire. So, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you again for listening for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I've been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Isia. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>